Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Chuck Bartok here from Northern California for the 423rd episode of You Can Build It, your talk, your business. You can build it, your business. This is a call in talk show. Uh, We've been having people call in from all walks of life. In the past year or so, most of our callers have been uh, men and women who enjoy writing or creating artwork. And uh, then, of course, want to share it. And, uh, you know, we, we think about authors being paid for their books. And just before the show, we did get a conversation that what I am observing through social media and different groups of literary fans or people involved in writing is that so many complain that they can't sell their product. And I have stuck my neck out in some of these groups and made a simple comment. I says, well, one of the things that's necessary is to develop, you have a creative mindset, uh, you know, but you can also own a creative mindset added to or add to that creative mindset, what I call a business mindset. Uh, If you write books and expect them to sell, whether you're traditional or non-traditional, whether you have a publisher or you're self-published, trust me, unless you are the most famous person in the world or sleeping with them, uh, you're, you're not going to get worldwide coverage instantly, okay? I'm also going to share with you is there are not millions of people who want to grab your book and turn it into a radio show or a movie or a television show. Because we do have and have had for many, many years an awful lot of fantastic literature out there that unfortunately doesn't get seen by a lot of people. But we as individuals, those of us who are not world famous, can Uh, creep up that ladder and enjoy being compensated for that effort that we exerted writing the book, painting the picture, writing the song, and so on. Uh, I I was talking to somebody in the music world the other day, and I've always felt this based on what we've done in the past, days when we managed talent. Uh, There are just literally thousands of people walking around who are fabulous entertainers and sing beautifully. In fact, surpass that which we see, uh, you know, popular music, and nobody knows they're there. Maybe some people in town do because they play in a local gig or do fairs and things like that. But many times this talent surpasses what's out there. And same in the literary world. There's writers on this program here who who write better than, I believe, uh, 
uh, let's say Tom Clancy, you know, all, all he does is he has a pattern and he plugs in names and places and, 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 and spits out the same crap all the time. What, what those people have done is they have or have aligned themselves with somebody who had a business mindset. And a business mindset is nothing more than taking the time and energy to plan, actually write a plan of what you want to do. I want to sell 10 books next month, or I want to sell a thousand books this year. I always like small goals because eating an elephant is really easy one bite at a time. Kind of difficult when you have big numbers in front of you. So you can break it down to daily. I want to sell a, a book a day, and that's possible. And we have had some suggestions. We were talking about it before the show started. Uh, uh, our, our good friends Lou and Karen McIntyre printed T-shirts that say nothing, very simply, ask me about my book. And, and Mark Hanna is, is on, on the line with us today, and he is spending his time during the week traveling around the United States, driving truck, delivering goods and goods that we all need to survive on. And he, he, he wrote his books when he had some off time, but his passion, his passion and what he's world known for is his horsemanship and how he works with horses. He's driving trucks so he can support his habit, you might say, or his passion. But I'm just wondering, Mark stops at truck stops, and what would happen if somebody like Mark had a kind of a plain T-shirt, possibly with his website domain name on it, but in big, bold letters, nothing more than ask me about my book. Because what's interesting is people are more social in areas like truck stops and, and restaurants. And I mean, we just enjoyed last night. We struck up a conversation with a couple that, in fact, we didn't even want to eat. We were having so much fun waiting in line talking about such wonderful things. They're moving from San Francisco to Alaska. They're 70 years old. I mean, we had this whole wonderful conversation about experiences. So th there's an idea that uh, it takes a business mindset. Now, I did suggest this or shared Lou's uh idea or, or what he and his wife are doing on one of the facebook groups and somebody said that they went out and did it acted upon it doesn't do any good to have an idea and sit on it that no good it just never comes to fruition and she sold the book so you know does that mean that she's a millionaire no but it's an idea that if you put it you write it down what am i going to do i'm going to have a shirt i'm going to i'm going to do it i'm not going to talk about it i'm going to do it and then wear the shirt then what happens is you also as you're planning this idea now this may come very easy to lou and karen is what do you do when that person says okay dumb crap I, i'm going to ask you about your book what are you going to say to them now i'm going to offer a suggestion i don't know if lou and karen do this if somebody if I was wearing that shirt somebody came up to me and said okay what about your book I would politely say with a smile what is it that you would like to know about instead of launching into a discussion of my book or you might say do you like to read or do you like to listen you know if you have an audible book 
In other words, this is part of the business. The business doesn't come to the solution right now. A business mindset wants to find out more about what the buyer is triggered by. Your t-shirt opens the door. Now you've got to invite them into your house and find out if they like cream and sugar with their tea. Now here comes the telephone this time. I'm gonna I'm gonna go mute here for just a moment and and uh, uh, I'll be back. You guys talk about what I just talked about. Hello. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> I was sitting. I was sitting with Kasha, and Kaz is over here, avoiding her because Kasha uh -oh. is her competition. It's her competition. I keep seeing, I keep seeing people <laughs> disappear and come back, disappear and come back. I don't know if it's the connections or what, but it's probably me. Uh, anyway, so Lou, what did y'all tell them when when you had your shirts on and they asked, what did you say? Well, we just generally. Uh, um, uh, say well, thank you for asking. And I uh -huh. said it's. Uh, we start off by saying it's. I will start off by saying it's an interesting piece of historical fiction. Um, right. Said about two thousand years ago. And it's quite the adventure. And I let them. Uh, I have a hard time. I need to let them come up with the next question instead of trying to tell them everything about it in one uh, fell swoop. But then that's me. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to sit back when you're excited. You know, when you're excited. You might want to ask Chuck about that because Chuck is, uh, oh, it's art, definitely. Do you have, when, I came when back. Anybody shirts? there? Yeah. Oh, right. We're here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lou, do, they, do you have books with you when you uh, are doing that? When you wear the shirts, you have your books with you, right? I almost always do uh, because we carry uh, several copies in boxes in the back of the car. But, I, have uh, sold, uh, I have sold books like that, especially in a bar. Right, right. Because right. they're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you know that does happen when they when they ask you. I was in the post office today, and and the lady behind me asked me. Said I was mailing two books, and and the the postal uh, worker behind the counter has a book, and she was telling me she was reading it. And the lady behind me said, "You wrote a book?" And I said, "Yes, I did." And uh, she said, "What's the name of it? Where can I get it?" And uh, so I walked out to the, I said, just a minute. So I walked out to the car and came back with a book. You know, you can get right out of my hand. <laughs> and we, and but, we always carry around business cards uh, with right. the titles on them so we can hand them out. Because, um, um, you know, unless there's a lot of interest, I don't rush right up and say, let's get one out of the car and so I can sell it to you. Right. I, I think Chuck would agree. Right, right. 
pacing yourself is very important. Right. Uh, the other one is, is if they're not immediately interested or enough to say, you know, where you think they might uh, actually bite if you uh, offer them a paper copy, uh, then uh, you're going to get credit for the Amazon sale anyway. Right. Yeah. Hey, I was at my uh, uh, my terminal where they conduct the business of the company and everything. It's a trucking company. And I've been uh, wondering why I haven't been that much money. So I went in there and asked about it and see if there's any way I could make more. And she said, well, golly, uh, let's look at your record. She said, well, how, how long have you been driving? I said, oh, about 4 million miles. She says, what? According to this file here, it looks like you've only been driving for two years. I said, wait a minute. What do you mean, two years? And I went back, and, and the people who took my application didn't go back and verify all my other uh, driving oh. companies that I had driven for before the, the last And so she says, well, we need to look at that, because that means you're worth more. Hmm. I started talking to her about what avocation is, the horses, and the fact that I'm a Old, an author and all that. And as I was talking to her, um, my one thing about it is that the owner of the company, the senior uh, owner, the one who started the company, his son's running it now, has a bunch of horses. I'm sure that they have a little bit of money around. So uh, I told him about what the book was about, and then as I was walking out the truck, I said, Carly, I've got a, I've got a book in the truck. I think I'll give it to, uh, to that HR lady, and then she'll probably read it and give it to the older gentleman, the owner of the company, and maybe he might be the one who is the ace in the hole that might uh, finance. See, I want to adopt, adapt this into a, a screenplay so I can make it into a movie. And then I've got about four four different movies that could be made out of this whole whole thing. So anyway, that was my thing today. I gave her a book, and then I also gave someone else another book. Uh, somewhere in the – I think I, I, it wasn't I gave anyone. It was said that Chuck was talking about uh, a book that Shirley was reading, and then her sister was there on her birthday, and they were, we were talking about the book. So. That's how you spread it around. You just keep your, your energy up there, and maybe someone will tell someone who will tell another someone, and that uh, might be your ace in the hole. Have I got your name right, Mark? Is it Mark Anna? Yes. 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 Uh, something you might check if you're interested in movies is a site called Tale Flick, T-A-L-E-F-L-I-K, uh, a new site uh, founded by uh, Netflix, uh, a Netflix uh, executive and somebody else well connected in the media and uh they tailor pale, getting like pale pale writer or something like that like the Clint Eastwood pale movie flick. Pale, pale flick pale flick okay. cat's tail but not spelled that way right right well interesting okay i'll check now, that out and that that costs i think uh like 90 dollars uh to register yeah, 80. your there, uh, but uh, that's a lot cheaper than some of the scam artists have uh, asked to get mine into a screenplay. I know, I know. It's it's difficult. So we got some. Is there background? Or is that that must be Karen talking in the background? 
Yeah. There it, might it, be a it, little it, girl in my house. Oh, you've got the baby. There might be a little one shooting around. Okay. Yes. Wow. Um, that that the, the the reference that uh, Lou made for everybody listening tomorrow. That site is tail t a t is in Tom a l e f l i c k. No, and, uh, no. Oh, that's a different one. Okay. 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 So is it? That, is it so it's is not the same one. T is in Tom. No. Hmm. Huh. So the one that you were talking about, ma'am, was. P, P is in Paul, A L E? No. Uh, phonetically, Tango, Alpha, Lima, Echo, Boxtron, okay. Lima, India, Kilo. Okay. Tail, tail click. click. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Now, okay. it's interesting for those of you who do uh, search, it is interesting that there's also a site called Tail Flick. Which is a CK. Right. Okay. We saw that one on Facebook. Right. And I'm not. I'm not coming up with tail. Uh, Maybe I. Maybe I gave it wrong. Let me. Yeah, it's it's your way. Yeah, tail flick. I think they wanted what about eighty bucks? Eighty-eight dollars. I I stand corrected. It is Foxtrot Lima India. Charlie Kilo. Yes. Okay. Now, what is interesting is what you do is send, I mean, it's a great thing for them. They get $88 up front. Mm -hmm. You're going to upload the PD, you're going to upload the the book to them. And their concept is that uh, they will look at it and hopefully put it in front. Yuri Singer is the CEO. And he's been around the uh, entertainment industry and movie production. And then George Berry is the chief operating officer. He was formerly with Apple and Netflix, younger man. And uh, he was uh, oversaw the movie and TV operations for Apple for seven years. And so basically, and they have a you know decent staff. The uh, and of course, they have the credibilities. It's a nice, very simple website, and uh, you can get started by following the yellow brick road. And you can look at articles and so on. It's it's a very simple website, okay? And and the, they have what's very nice is there. T- here's an article they wrote: engaging readers through Facebook, part one. This is what we talk about. And then they share with you different movies that have been made from books and so on. Uh, I think I like what what uh, uh, Lou indicated. Eighty-eight dollars. Now, eighty-eight dollars is eighty-eight dollars, whether you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter. It's eighty-eight dollars. That could be for certain people a valuable input. Uh, for other people, it might not be. One of the things that my limited experience on books and movies is the the story in the book, if it is easily adaptable to the flow of a movie, 
it's a lot easier to get the job done, but there's an awful lot of books that do not easily lend themselves to the transition, the screenplay as Mark talked about. And also, right. uh, I was, you, yeah. go ahead. Well, I'll just say that I was told that my book uh, would be easily put into a screenplay, get yeah, rid of a lot of the facts and stuff. Right, your, your, your book is, 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 you know, I've read it enough times, uh, you know, the meeting at the Grange Hall, the hauling your horse with your brand new friend's horse to a 4-H show. That's all your story. I mean, that's in your story, and that's easy to reproduce. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, some books, like, I mean, I'm just going to say, uh, Nancy's book can be adapted to a screenplay, but what she has is a memoir with including letters from her husband, which is the main substance of the book. So you'd almost have to write a book <laughs> to, to make that work because the movie is not going to be able to read Frank's letters all the time. You see what I mean? And I'm not saying right. anything yeah, against remember? Nancy. Well, and remember I Nancy? think, uh, uh, I thought this, I'm sorry. No, no, I no, thought the ahead. same thing because um, uh, actually, that would be that would have to be just a, a letter or two, you know, and and move on because that's right. not, and and actually that is the bulk of the book. So it's right. it's you know the two middle books, our shenanigans. Oh yeah, they could do that and throw mm -hmm. in a little yeah. bit of that, but but you know, and they could go back and forth instead of a letter and do what he's talking about is happening, mm -hmm. but. Uh, you know, you that's something that you have to realize when you have something like I do, that you have to uh, go even, you would have to expand on the, the first book and the fourth book. Right. What you could do, Nancy, because, this, is, this, is, uh, mm -hmm. this is something you could do. You know the essence of what you're trying to say in your book. Now, what you have mm -hmm. is a compilation of a bunch of diaries and, and things and letters. But if you have a particular idea, that and compile and basically distill down what trying to say. Then, like the the movie where um, uh, diaries of the something you know where the girl was met at a tree and and met this person and and the, the whole story right, is about right. how that well came and, about. and the I notebook. The I always think of the notebook, yeah, the notebook when I think one. about mine. Yes, that. Um, because it, it it's a story that could be told in different stages in, of life and that kind of stuff. Yes. But like I said, the letters um, you could reenact him in in Vietnam in the letters or something like that. Uh, as to what he's telling me is happening, you could show it happening, like his haircut and them telling me he had to get a haircut. That whole thing could be done, you know, that kind of thing. It doesn't have to be written. But uh, it it would take a lot more um, uh, fun, you know. <laughs> right, it, it, it's, it's, more, it's a more it's it's a, it's more of a challenge than some. Yes. Now, for instance, I would assume that Lou's book, the anyway, the Roman and China book. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that's a saga, you know, I think of Ben-Hur, I think of, you know, things like that. Yes. But but if you or, have a or, lot of... Go ahead. 
also as a uh, you know kind of like a lonesome dove, you know, where it's a continue right. thing. Because yeah. I see that as a major. That's a thick book, Lou. <laughs> that's the thickest <laughs> book no I've kidding. ever bought. And um, uh, with the Romans and the Chinese and everything, then that's so different. And you're going to have battles, and I'm sure everything in there. I haven't read the whole book, but uh, yeah, yeah uh, actually, there's there's not any uh, there's not a, any Roman military formations there. There's just two soldiers. But the ships okay. run into a lot of trouble, and of yeah. getting out, they run into a lot of trouble on the way back. Well, and the reproductions of ships and things, but I'm sure that somehow they would do that without making a major, huge ship. Yeah. I think it would be probably inter- enough. interesting that uh, one of the hardest things I had to find was what a Roman merchant ship looked like. Mm-hmm. Because yes. when they made monuments of merchant ships, apparently uh-huh. the important thing were the people on the ships, what the people were doing, and the ship was just background. And a, you'd right. have a huge two- or three-masted ship, and the people are half the size of the mast. And because they wanted the people to stand out from the distance. Right. Right, right. And uh, right. so, yeah. Anyway, I digress. Very interesting, oh. though. Very interesting. Oh. And and the same thing with Marx and um, uh, those type things. I, you know, I could see books. I, if anything, if anyone took mine, it would be Netflix and make it into a romance thing. You know, that's not yeah, uh, yeah, unusual for them to do. It would be just or a Hallmark, story. Nancy. Made for TV. Yeah, made. Yeah. <laughs> made for TV movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah really. You know, we're not. We're not. Where I can see uh, uh, lose as a big screen movie. Mm-hmm. In my uh, head, I that's see, what I, I see. I could see that as a series too, because of the way I wrote it, and because it right. was so long, and the trip was so complicated. It couldn't just be. They went to China and had an adventure. They had to have a lot of adventures getting there. It right. would have been, a, you know. Well, and you also, ha- aren't you putting so it, out it a second? A series very easily. Right. Are you putting out a second um, uh, book that actually is a continuation? Uh, it is, and I'm about 100,000 words into that. And oh, my I goodness. And I just have my... Uh, uh, first legionary engagement, um, which turned out okay, but as usual, as in most combat, uh, when it first gets started, you, it's not a foregone conclusion. Right. I, I you know, I, and and Mark, I think you have a continuation type deal too, where it's oh, it gosh, goes I've on. Oh I've got about four. You books. know, <laughs> right. Uh, and 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 it's it could be yeah. expanded what you wrote in the first book because you're going back and forth in time, and that could be expanded. Well, with, what's interesting is there was someone who suggested that if you when you write a book, you can then take the uh, characters and then write about them further. Rather than right. just oh here they are in the Expand, book, you know, so you can do a, you can do a story do about them. Right. Yeah. Um, that's you know, um, that's kind of uh, interesting. I think I like the way you did it in the first place because you you tricked me. 
I did not know. I thought there were several different people, and I'm going, wait a minute now. This dude has several names or something here. <laughs> but, you know, well, and that's like James's. James's is a, a, a definite, uh, could be a, a series type thing because there's too so much action. You wouldn't think that, but the detail he puts into each day and going even, you know, the first part, the second part, the third part, there's a lot going on there that, um, of course, that's a major production with um, with things that would be needed in that kind of movie because it's military and everything, but, yes. but, but you know, I don't... That'll, that'll dedicate it to that. Right, well, they, and, they, and they sometimes like they use miniatures, you know, miniatures of things, so they're not actually showing a, a actual, you know, it, uh, machine or something like that, you know. But, CDI. But those airplanes. CDI comp- or CG, yeah. CGI, um, yeah. they can do amazing things. They can make three soldiers into an army. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> they do a lot. Yeah, they do a lot like that. And um, they don't even have to bury them in China in, a, in the ground. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or dig okay, them up. Hey, so, dig so, them up. Some, some great ideas here. And discussing again, I, I want to bring it back to, to a focus of of creative persons should be <clears throat> excuse me in charge of their own destiny and yes, that means, yes. you know d- direct direct where their book their painting uh, is going to go but it does take the mindset it doesn't happen but it does happen by planning well writing the plan down putting dates to that now, the other thing that I've learned over the years is I've had people do this. I've given seminars and, and everybody, you know, oh, here's my plan. And then I hear from them next month, well, I didn't make my February 15th date. Well, the other thing that a good business person does not do is that February 15th date is not as important as it is doing the 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 tasks required to get there so right. i've seen too many people totally deflated and then they mm-hmm. lose interest or, or they start questioning their ability because they didn't make the april the the, the february 15th and if you're starting out on this there's no way that you have that crystal ball to make, you know, to, to put it all together. So again, I really stress small little tasks. Okay. I need that. And, and, and the same thing if, if, if you're writing the book. Uh, well, this is beyond me because everybody here is a professional at that. But, you know, well, I didn't get enough done today. Well, we'll be due. Yeah. Most uh, people you know- in the world don't get enough done in a day. Now, if, if if we we do have control over our time. Now, it's like Nancy. I'm going to use her as an example. I, it sounds Uh-oh. like great-granddaughter is there today, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and great-granddaughter's there often. It's not a major, th- I mean, it's major, I know. But you know what I'm trying to say. It's not a totally disruptive force. But at the same time, Nancy's getting a few things done. She may not get that which she fully intended to get done 
because maybe she didn't plan on great granddaughter being there. Maybe great granddaughter's there because of an emergency. So you don't beat yourself up because it didn't get done. And, right. and the only people that I'm concerned about is, is a good friend of mine is a heart surgeon and he's very careful about scheduling surgeries because he wants to make sure he can get them done. Okay. It's kind of important, you know, and, and so, he he has his life organized as a businessman. Yes, he's a doctor, but in order to be a doctor, he has to also be a businessman because he has to make sure that the practice flows unless he chooses to become a hospitalist and be a surgeon totally only responsible to the hospital. You know, wow. the, the differences there. So, hello, sweetheart. And so... Uh, She's on my computer I, I, desk going, mine. I'm yeah, going, no. yeah I, I can hear her. I can hear her. So, so again, the, the business mindset, I know it's a, it kind of sounds kind of hokey, but I believe creatives can own business mindsets. It doesn't mean you're going to be, you know, I'm not talking about being a captain of industry. I'm talking about being a captain of your own ship. And if you write a book and want your book to sell, it is truly your responsibility to see that done. I don't care what the publisher tells you. Unless, well, wait a minute, an example. Let's take a big name guy. Um, oh, I don't know, big name guy. Uh, you see him on television all the time. What's the top selling books today, you know, with all this political stuff? Uh, okay, this guy isn't a big name deal. Brian Kilmeade who I think is kind of an, an affable commentator or host. He writes history books, but he is hawking his book weekly more than one day a week on top of doing his television. You know, instead of being home on the weekend, he's on the road to Maryland and to Virginia and so on. Yes, I know he has a bigger budget. Yes, we know all that. But the point is he knows that he needs to hawk, sell, peddle his book. And those are negative words to many people. But trust me, there's nothing negative about you providing a solution to a person's problem. What's their right. problem? They want to learn something. What's their problem? They want to know more about love. They want to know more about marriage. What's their problem? They want to know about history. Okay. All you're doing is giving them a solution to solve that problem by introducing them to the easy way of buying your book. And I'm going to kind yeah. of wrap it up in, in this business mindset is selling your book through your active website while you're out on a book tour <laughs> or while you're you know at a book sale that's working for you 24 7. but in order to get people to your website you have to have a re they have to have a reason to get there they have your website has to have enough grab to keep them there and to become part of your team so all of this can be affected by a well-designed business plan and have the business mindset to do it. And I, I know, for instance, Lou 
does things differently. Uh, Gerard does things differently because he's currently tied to a traditional publisher. Uh, Jerry, J.L. Callison, does things differently. Mark Hanna does things differently. Nancy does things differently. But each and every one of you really are operating with a business mindset. And I, because I, it's not going to happen because you wrote the book. And that's the biggest thing I, you know, well, I wrote the greatest book in the world. So what? <laughs> Who cares? Big deal. Who's going to know about it? Because yeah. the, av the uh, I hate the word average. It's always bothered me. The tens of thousands of good writers that are there, nobody knows who they are, except maybe their neighbor. And then I find out, and I got to introduce a whole bunch of these people to Nancy. I found out that there's a whole bunch of these people. That, they told me flat out, well, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin a relationship with my neighbor by talking about my book. Well, don't talk about your book. Find out what it is they like. And if your book, here's, here's my final deal. If your book seems to fit their solution, you've done a good job. But wait a minute. If you've got to know that person at the grocery store, that person at the beauty shop, the person at the barber shop, the tire shop, the doctor's office, and you find out they're not interested in horses, but by you having a business mindset, probe a few more questions, and you find out that there are history buffs, you say, oh, I met a person, Lou McIntyre. You've got to. I mean, this guy's written a, a book about Roman history that, that is really a fabulous take on it. Don't be afraid to peddle other people's books because the more you give, the more you get. And, and, and exactly. uh, that's where authors can stick together. You know, because everybody doesn't like horses. Who cares? The book, Mark's book is unique in the fact that it also, the first book, uh, does talk about personality development, a young man coming of age, being guided by an old man. Happens to be the same guy, but nobody knows that. But, but, but Mark's, Mark's subsequent books are going to focus more on horses, and everybody isn't isn't interested that's cool right but you can you can always say do you have a friend that's interested you know i think i think we have somebody that wants to come online don't we <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think so she everything is mine right now <laughs> oh it's mine that's what she's saying yeah yeah she yeah, wants okay. to talk to you no she doesn't okay. really <laughs> <laughs> she wants my computer, and I won't let her have it. Wonder you won't why. let her have it. You're uh, so mean, Mamie. You're so but I'm going to use her with some of those uh, shirts that says, Ask my Mimi about her book. I, she's cute enough I can run her around in a shirt like that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that works. <laughs> Chuck, yeah. Chuck, I've got to say what you just said just a few minutes ago is so true. Uh, yeah. I have much more success by selling other people's books and promoting other people's books than I do promoting my own. <laughs> because because of my because of my health issues and my inability to do a lot of outside and personal 
contacting and things like uh, that. Most right. of mine's online. Right. Well, if if mm -hmm. I'm on Facebook all day long trying to sell my book or my well, books, you know, people shut it off pretty quick. But mm -hmm. if I spend my time, you know, liking and sharing other people's posts and uh, publicizing their books, books that Not I have that. read and reviewed, that if they post it, well, then I share. Well, I've gotten a reputation for somebody that, you know, supports other writers. And as yeah. a consequence, I have other writers now that are supporting and pushing my stuff. There you go. And, the more and, you exactly. give, the more you get. So, yeah. yeah, my exactly. method is not the fastest. No. You know, my method is going to take is going to take a long time to get things really going, but it is very effective. And what I'm doing is I'm building relationships that then in the long term are going to pay off and yep. uh, and have been paying off and i am starting to see a slow progression now and, and fantastic so, you know what what you're saying there you you get a whole lot more by giving than yep. you do by trying mm -hmm. by trying to to get the more yeah, absolutely exactly. and you know that's that's been my life uh, i learned it at a very 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 early age and i i have to pray i do this all the time i have to edify all my grammar school high school and college teachers or leaders or you know because i was blessed with people saying the same thing over and over again mm -hmm. and 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 mm -hmm. that's just uh our joke is <laughs> this is i'll say this publicly my wife still uh, i have literally helped people become extremely wealthy i mean i'm not going to tell the stories okay and and we're not extremely wealthy and, and every once in a while, Shirley and Mark knows Shirley well, and she'll say, "Oh my God, you spend so much time doing this for for them. When's our turn?" I said, "Well, just look around you. Everything is fine. You know what I mean." So <laughs> it, it, it 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 comes around. It really does. Now I'm going to share something with Mark, and and we're gonna. This is an example of exactly what Jerry just said. Mark Hanna, we we have J L Callison with us. And his website is J.L. Callison, C-A-L-L-I-S-O-N. You can find him on Facebook also. But he wrote a book, which fascinates me. The name of it is My Donkey and the Master. Now, I'm going to read the synopsis. Watch the gospel story unfold through the eyes of an outsider, a family friend travel along as his donkeys become an integral part of the narrative. Now, a totally different slant on a faith-based book, but Mark, I thought you would enjoy the equine connection there. You see what I mean? Oh, wow. Yeah. And, well, and, uh, and, and that, uh, I, I'll do you even, even better than, <clears throat> than going to my website and getting it. Um, that's one that I wrote to give away. Okay. So if you'll sh if you'll shoot me an email, uh, I'll give you a link on Smashwords and a coupon code where you can read it for free on anything except Kindle because Amazon right. does not play well with others. I understand. But, I understand. Uh, yeah, Smashwords uh, yeah. is a great place to do that. How do you yeah. spell Callison? That's C A L L I S O N. 
I spelled it. Okay, good. And um, <coughs> what's the name again? Um, yes. As yes. the donkey. My donkey. Yeah, my donkey and the master. I think I got, I have that. Gail. Yeah. I think you sent me a email on that. Right. Yes, I, I believe I did. Yeah. And Mark, Mark, his yes. his email address is very easy. Author <laughs> J L Callison at gmail.com. Gee, we wouldn't know what he did, right? Author <laughs> J.L. Callison. Go ahead. I also see Diane all over this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's oh, yeah. a connection there, too, because she does inspirational <coughs> stuff. And that, that right. and she uses animals a lot, too, uh, puppies and uh, different things. I, I see connections there to to share and go. <laughs> I like the sharing part. <laughs> the sharing. Hey, you, you know, I, I just realized something. It was it's obvious to everybody on the call. And there used to be a big push, you know, your email address should be mark at markhanna.com, which I agree. But I like Gmail for many reasons. And I'll bet you almost anybody on this call could get the Gmail address author gerara king author mark Hanna, author uh jl callison we know is there author lou mcintyre author karen mcintyre because it kind of if, if i get an email from author lou mcintyre i'm gonna know up front what the person what what the person's involved with which is good you know i just an mm -hmm. idea I want to congratulate uh, Mr. Callison for being so clever to have author J.L. Callison at Gmail. Yeah. Well, it, it it wasn't nearly so much clever as it was cheaper. Well, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's what really makes it. Nice. It's free, you know. Because uh, to do J.L. Callison at jlcallison com costs money. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, so uh, you know. With my pecuniary strangulation, I had to find a way to get around <laughs> cheaper. Oh, what a, what a wordsmith. What a word. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody, uh, this is Chuck Bartok. We've just had the 423rd episode of You Can Build It. We have been focusing on the literary world the last year or so. The things that I like to discuss apply to any business venue. And authors are business people if they expect to sell their books. But if you have that quilting shop downtown, or if you have a food truck, or if you have a restaurant, or if you own a trucking line, I mean, all of these things, the business mindset, and they can be built. And mm -hmm. my friends, my peer group now, most of us are not trying to build but we want to maintain and, but what we have built, in other words, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh -huh. I'm not going to go tilt at new windmills today. Uh, <laughs> all, the, all the windmills are spinning. Uh, it would be nicer that they spun a little more. So I'm focusing on the existing windmills. So anyway, uh, I'd like to invite everybody back next week. We'll have the 424th episode. Uh, I want all of our callers to, again, please uh, 
leave us with how we contact you and your websites. We'll start out with Nancy because her face is bobbling in front of me. Who are you, young lady? <laughs> okay, it's nancyloohenderson.com and Facebook is Nancy Lou Henderson and um, you can find me on those places most days all the time. All hours of the night, yes. All hours of the night sometime, uh, depending on if I'm in a, on the roll or something, you know. And uh, I laughed, someone today said they had written 12,000 pages or something. And uh, yeah. I went, wow, you know. words? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there right. was a lot of, uh, well, no, it was a lot of 12,000 words or something. It wasn't pages, excuse me. Um, and she said, but I don't know if it's any good. And I said, I guarantee you it is. Because when something flows out of you that quickly, it might have some errors in it, but it's going to be good. It's, 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 it's a feel. You all of a sudden feel it, and you're just typing, you know. And uh, my best stuff is always that way, especially if I laugh when I'm doing it. But, um, yeah. uh, but Chuck, you didn't mention, too, there was another thing, and I'm taking up too much time here. Um, but on one of those sites, someone came on and said, well, you can't just throw out your book to sell it every every day, and it goes on people's sites. No, as an author, no. you do not do that. You, you put something that, out right. there about yourself, and mm -hmm. or you you share a chapter or an excerpt or something. You don't throw in their face to buy all the time. That's right. You put your link to buy in that, mm -hmm. but you don't. You're you're going to be doing. Uh, you're. They like to know you. They like to know you, right. uh, what you're about. They don't want to know if you're drunk, probably, but you know they uh, they want to know something about you, and and that's so easy. You know, yeah. that's so easy to give. Well, you know, so, we, uh, we, we, we have, I'm glad you brought that up because there's a beautiful lady in my right corner of my screen here from uh, Canada who has been, maybe we just didn't give her a chance, but Diane, tell us about you, who you are, where you're from, and what you're doing, girl. Diane Stevenson. I'm from London, Ontario, Canada. And All right. I've got two published books. I've got another one. Someone is uh, trying to find time to go to kind of a beta reader, but she hasn't had time to start it yet. And I am working on editing another one and uh, planning on some others in a sequence in that one. And uh, my website at the moment is successbemind.wordpress.com. And on Facebook, Diane Stevenson, author. I think my other my my timeline on, on uh, Facebook is I think I've got a Diane Stevenson and there's a number on it I don't know what the number is but <laughs> <laughs> and I'm finally getting getting to do some editing on a, on one of my books that I've worked on for quite a long time and wanted to really get something pulled together with it so very good and let's go yeah. to uh, J L Callison. Well, you already gave mine out pretty well. Uh, just my uh, my webpage is jlcollison.com. And then, uh, as you mentioned, author jlcollison at Gmail. And I'm on uh, Facebook with uh, a really catchy name, uh, J.L. Collison. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, Would sure that be J.L. Collison? J.L., correct. <laughs> Love it. 
<laughs> All right, we've got uh, Gerard King. I don't know if he's going to unmute. I'd say he's left, okay? And we have Lou McIntyre. Come on on board. Yes, hi there. Uh, yes, hi, Lou. Uh, my Facebook page is Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, McIntyre, M-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E, author. And uh, my books are The Eagle and the Dragon, a novel of Roman China, and a short story, Come Follow Me, a story of Pilate and Jesus. Uh, just a quick uh, point, because I got to keep here right after this here, uh, Chuck. Uh, I'll promote my book as a history book. You don't need to know any history or even have an interest in history to enjoy the book. It's an action adventure that just happens to be set 2,000 years ago and is historically very accurate. But it's really an action adventure story and first love stories. Right. Very good. Thank you very much. And of course, your wife is. Okay, also I, I gotta go now. So. Thank All right. Thanks, Lou. See you, Lou. And, and Follow. We have Mark, Mark M. Hanna. We gotta remember the M. He's outside because I can hear the wind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just went and got the mail. Um. Well, my motivation to write my book was. The uh, situation in my life after I had lost everything and then was basically resurrected by uh, knowing the fact that Jesus Christ is my Savior and the fact Amen. that his atonement is basically the thing that, that brought me back to life again. So I wrote a story which, well, it's what brought me to that point of being depressed to the point where I had to have that kind of uh, interaction to bring me back to life. So I wrote a book, and actually I, I planned on doing that. After watching a lot of movies, I'd get some inspiration, and I'd say, wow, that would fit nicely. I can kind of blend that all together. So I had about four different... Uh, four different storylines, books, and whatever, or movies that I just started writing, and I applied it, and it just kind of turned out the way it did, because I didn't plan on having me living across the street for myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because literally what I did is I started writing. Uh, the whole idea is that I believe that God created a heaven and earth, and it's all its animals and creatures and that we were together in the spirit world, animals and creatures, and we got to know each other and we made covenants to be together on earth. Gee, how easy that is, right? Until we get here, because we forget everything, the counsel that God gave us to be kind and have courage and to be true to ourselves, because once we go through the veil, we basically forget everything. So in essence, because I've had this experience most of my life, I wrote about these situations where I'd meet people that were very important, like I knew them for a long time, and that they brought together in my life different things that changed my whole life. And um, here I am, a little kid from Beaverton, Oregon, who's, uh, you know, just a crush on horses, and then I end up going over to Germany and uh, getting in touch with a horse that would change my life. So I wrote that story about how... I went through a terrible depression, lost everything because I spent too much money on my horses originally, 
And as I, as my stallion died, my precious stallion that I made a covenant to be here on the earth, he passed away, and then everything went to heck after that. So I drove for three years in my truck, and uh, at that time, basically um, committed to Christ and in, in what He'd do for me. And then, so um, I. I put that into a situation where literally someone would be able to symbolically bring back that blessing to me. And I, I applied it to the fact that my horses were my blessings. So because I had to disperse my, all my horses, I put that in uh, the, fa- the fact that that had happened. And that the young man across the street was able to um, find a person who then would guide him to the person across the street, and then together those two across the street, the the young man and the person that he met, would then bring back those blessings to Mike in the form of horses. But symbolically, the the symbolism is the fact that that person who introduced me, who told me about uh, getting back in the church and getting active again, uh, that same person was the person that that character was. And then he had collected all of the horses that I had dispersed, or at least most of them, and he basically uh, surprised me and introduced them back to me. In essence, that's the symbolic. So most most of my book is symbology, uh, I was very much uh, a lot of um, oh I guess you could say um, oh I, I like to do things where when you when you look at something in the in the beginning that as you read the book you go aha about fourteen times right because hey, Mark? basically my blog yes Mark we we're gonna need yes, a, yes. A, a few minutes past are you running out of time. Okay. Yeah, please hey, tell, real quick, please basically, tell us. No, please tell us how we can get in touch with you. Where, where's your okay, website? Okay, by, by golly, I'm your... sorry about that. Okay, uh, my website. Sorry about that. Getting getting uh, high winded there. Okay, it's Mark M Hanna H A N N A dot com, and this is something that Chuck helped me very much in developing. So if you go to my website, you can get to know me basically because there's a lot of things in there that tell, talks about me, and also that's where you can find my book. And there's some great and videos I'll, of you in there with with your animals. And, and Mark does have a diff- yes. I just I'm going to close this off now because I have to. But I just want to. Most of you know I've been connected in the horse world for way too many years. Uh, our whole family, my wife and my children, and. Um, Mark has a very unique ability. He's one of the few people, uh, other than my wife and my son, who truly know how to communicate well with horses. And he has shared that with many people. And those people that have listened to them have benefited greatly and found out that man and horse can be a great symbiosis. So everybody, I thank you very much for being with us today. Uh, those of you that want to stick around and chat, JL, Mark, and Diane, uh, you're more than happy to. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye and welcome everybody back next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.